Talk Money is a production of Lola Media. Say hi, Lola. For updates, further breakdowns, and past episodes of this podcast, sign up at thetalkmoney.com. If you're a couple who's had to postpone or cancel your wedding due to COVID-19, or you're struggling with planning your 2021 wedding, our friends at Love Stories TV are providing assistance. Email bff at lovestoriestv.com for personalized venues and vendor recommendations. Visit lovestoriestv.com to browse our massive library of real wedding videos and get ideas on how to plan your wedding. Link is in the episode notes. Now, on with the show. On today's episode of Talk Money, we discover what happens when the happiest day of your life gets put on hold indefinitely. This is the price of a pandemic. How have you had to change your wedding plans and how are you feeling about it? Uh, well, we had to postpone the wedding, scheduled for April 24th. On May 1st, 2020. On March 21st. August 27th, 2020. We were supposed to have a 90-person wedding at a museum in D.C. on May 2nd. We'd been planning it for over a year and we're just in the final stretch when the pandemic hit the U.S. So we had the dream band, 250 people set to come, and everything was coming into place really, really well. And then about a week and a half out, it started to become real for us that the virus might uh, seriously change our plans. Nearly everything is booked. And we're still waiting to see whether or not we should move it to August of next year. And then we started worrying that my brother, who lives in Bogota and is also our officiant, might not be able to get into the country for the wedding. We went from having a 150-person wedding to maybe having some guests who couldn't come because of the virus to not being able to have any family or friends and just having us with the rabbi and our photographer. And then to actually having our rabbi find out that he was exposed to the virus the night before the wedding. Honestly, I wasn't feeling stressed by any aspect of our wedding until now. We are actually expecting our first child in July, so we knew we couldn't do it any later in 2020. So we postponed just a full year to 2021. We got married in the park um, with our rabbi there virtually. And we came home and FaceTimed with our families, did a little toast, and we ordered takeout from a restaurant we really like. And we've basically been quarantined ever since. We found ourselves basically trying to navigate the uncertainty of will we get to have the wedding of our dreams that we'd been working so hard on. It was a mix between feeling like I'd been punched in the gut and feeling like this is so surreal that I still don't believe it's actually happening. And then you feel guilt on top of it because postponing a wedding is so minor compared to what millions of other people are dealing with. Looking at it now, it's almost like an afterthought considering I was a bartender and no longer have a job and just everything else going on. You know, originally it felt like it was a big deal to have to postpone the wedding. Some days it's really sad and some days you're able to clearly see the silver lining. Sometimes it's easy to get distracted by the dress, the band, the venue, you know, everything that's happening. Really what's most important is the person standing across from you that you're saying, I pledge to spend the rest of my life with you. I commit my life to you. After this experience, I feel like even when we have a new date that feels like it's safe, I'm not going to trust it'll actually happen until the day arrives. Hi, everyone. Mesh here from Talk Money. And welcome back to The Price of a Pandemic, our series where we discuss how the coronavirus is affecting the economy, business, markets, and investing. COVID-19 is changing every aspect of life right now. 
and that includes big events that have been in the works for months, even years. Sure, it sucks when you have to miss a music festival or cancel a vacation, but your wedding is a particularly painful thing to lose control of. We heard from a lot of you who've been grappling with big decisions, postponing ceremonies, choosing new dates, negotiating all the moving parts you thought you'd figure out already. Marriage is, of course, about finding a partner you can love and rely on through hard times. Say, a pandemic. But the emotional and financial stress of postponing a wedding doesn't go away just because the world has bigger issues. And for now, what happens to the business of wedding planning? Will ceremonies and celebrations be different after the storm clears? We can be sure that people won't stop wanting to get married. But after we've adapted to the social changes that come with the global virus, what will weddings look like? I talked to world-renowned wedding planner Michelle Rago, one of the best in the biz. Let's get started. My name is Michelle Rago. I am a global event planning and production firm based out of New York City. When you say event planning, that would include weddings, correct? Correct. I have been doing weddings almost 20 years, actually. And how widespread is your business? You do weddings around the world? I do. Um, based out of New York City, and I have worked from Japan to all over Europe, the Caribbean. So yes, all over the world. And when it comes to the virus, COVID-19, has it affected your business at all? Yes. COVID-19 is wreaking havoc in the hospitality industry. And I'm fortunate because I actually don't have a wedding in April or May. My peers are struggling and turning themselves inside out to figure out how to take care of clients who either need to cancel or postpone. The next one coming up is August, and we're in the process of deciding whether or not it's an at-home wedding, so whether or not to keep it in August or to move it to December. And then I have a September wedding who we won't know the answer for about probably a month. It's in Ireland. And how has it been dealing with your clients specifically? Are they anxious? What is your job here to prevent them from having so much anxiety? Well, you know, this is where experience really matters. Um, not that I have any experience with a pandemic, but I have taken my business through 9-11, through 08. And, you know, I've been producing events for, again, 20 years. So we're helping our clients to assess what's possible and what the financial impact is and how to take care of their guests so we're playing many roles and being a calming force because it's obviously devastating what's happening, but it's also terrible to have to either cancel or postpone your wedding. It's really emotional for people. And the emotional part of it, is it really more that it's uncertain what they have to do? Well, I think you have to remember, you know, it's emotional. It's, it's sad. You know, if your wedding was a month out and all of a sudden the reality that you have to change this incredibly important day, I mean, that's very upsetting for people. So in the short run, you're doing a lot of damage control. And then of course there's money spent for couples who are getting married, say in Italy or in Europe, these hotels have been devastated financially. So if you're worrying about recovering money, you may not be able to have that conversation with a hotel or a property for a month and a half, you know, so it's very stressful. 
So from that standpoint, can you just walk us through, if I were to move my wedding that was already planned a month out or two months out, what are all the different moving pieces that you actually have to change? So if you have to move a wedding a month from now, you've got to really go into triage mode in terms of communicating with guests. So if you have a wedding website, using that wedding website to communicate in real time, it's critical to, you know, communicate to every single vendor. If you have identified a date, hopefully the vendors that you are using are able to move. If they want to keep it at the same location, it's working with the property if they're able to communicate right now about what's possible. And we're telling clients who are getting married later in the year to allow the people who are struggling now, you know, to focus so we can focus on them first. You know, everybody's vying for the same dates before the end of the year or the key dates for 2021. Yeah. So can you explain that to us? So at this point now, we've lost a big part of the summer, let's say, for 2020. What are the dates that people are looking at for the rest of the year for 2021? Well, for 2020, people are still hanging on to October, November, and December. And then for 2021, people are looking at spring and summer currently. And what do you see here? Like, how seriously are you taking this pandemic and what you think is a reality for folks to know? Like, would you say, like, hey, let's wait it out right now or, like, let's start booking? Well, you know, in terms of my business, look, it's scary for everyone. And my hope is that, you know, we're going to pop out of this and be able to return to some degree of normalcy by the fall. And I'm a smaller company, so I'm a lot more agile than companies that are bigger. We obviously want to take care of our clients. And what I'm telling them is, look, we're all in this together and we're seeing the news in real time the same way. And I'm not going to have you move forward with a contract in July if we're not sure that we have to just wait and give it a month and a half. And you, as a event coordinator and planner, you work with a ton of vendors. They're all small businesses. Can you tell us how they've been affected or if you've heard from peers of yours or other people in the industry? Yeah. I mean, listen, it's terrifying for people because all of a sudden, maybe you're not getting your final payments or you know, let's say you have a wedding in a few months and you have deposits due. I hear that some clients have just stopped responding to emails. You know, everybody's on sort of a cash grab because people just don't know what's going to happen. You have to remember that this is a big mom and pop industry. So these are vendors that are very affected by not having cash flow. And can you describe that a bit further? You've told me once that you think the wedding industry is kind of this last frontier of mom and pop shops. And I think it's important for people to understand that the cash flow issues that these vendors have, it's not like they don't want to give you your money back. They just, this is how they survive. Thank you. That's a great question. This is a big mom and pop industry. Even if you have a bigger planning firm or a bigger production firm. You know, it's a lot like the restaurant industry. The hospitality industry is one that's, it's a volume business. And so if you've given someone a deposit, it's not as if they've, you know, taken that and they've gone out and bought a Ferrari, you know, that's money that they're using to run their business. I've spoken to a lot of my peers and what I've heard is sort of putting the contract aside, you know, everybody's in it together. 
What's the best thing we can do? Hopefully the next date is available. You know, you're having to be really innovative because some people just aren't in the position to return that money. I mean, and there's definitely going to be money that's on the table. Like if you have a vendor who, the problem is there are only so many dates. So it's like a boat tipping over. If everybody steps to the same side, it's going to tip over. And then all that business is going to try and fall into the same dates. It's a hard time for everybody. Do you have any ideas of what will happen with vendors and maybe how the wedding industry will pivot? Yeah, I thought a lot about how the wedding industry might pivot as a result of this. And I've worked from home for seven years and, you know, I have a home office and I wonder whether having sort of a big showroom will be necessary going forward and or whether people will feel like it's just unnecessary. I think that we'll start to live in a more virtual world. Do you think that there'll be virtual weddings? I'm sure there will be. You know, there's part of me that as horrifying as this is, and it is horrifying, I'm so fascinated to see what the reset will be and how people will continue to communicate or how they'll, you know, innovate to communicate. If I was someone who was planning my wedding today and I came to you for advice, what would you tell me? So if a client came to me about planning their wedding and they had the ability to wait, I would tell them to get married in 2021. And if someone truly wants to get married by the end of the year, we would help them plan a smaller celebration and, you know, make it intimate, you know, having done this for 20 years, I don't want to see this beautiful tradition go by the wayside because it's just such an incredible rite of passage. You know, I do believe you're right. And I think the emphasis will be on something different going forward. You know, people are still going to do beautiful flowers. A bride still wants to be in a wedding dress. I don't believe that people are going to pivot so far away from that, that the wedding industry is going to completely tank, but it's definitely going to be different. You mentioned that you had gone through similar things in 08 and 9-11. What was that experience like building your business? Was it after 9-11? Yeah. So I started my company two months before 9-11 and of course thought that that was the poorest decision that I had ever made because it was terrible, obviously, except that post 9-11, people started getting married and pregnant at breakneck speed. And so I truly built my business after 9-11 based on the fact that people just said, my God, if not now, when? What I do know about human beings is, you know, we gather and we celebrate. And I know that as soon as people are able to, they will. And we'll all be here for that. Weddings may look different in the future, but the need for family, community, and celebration will always be vital. Maybe this changes the way we plan big parties. Maybe new businesses will be created out of this a new way to do weddings in a post-virus world. And hopefully you'll all plan carefully in the coming months. I hope couples reach the end of this stronger than ever, and I hope wedding vendors make it through and find new ways to do what they do best. For better or for worse, we'll all be able to celebrate together eventually. Stay safe out there. 
Thanks to my guest, Michelle Rago, and a big thanks to those of you who sent in voice memos. Josh Chorzy, Katie Jane, Karen Love, Catherine Millsop, James Tornello, and Danielle Johnson. We wish you all the best. This episode was edited and produced by Olivia Briley and engineered by Maya Terrell. Sign up at thetalkmoney.com for further deep dives and to hear other episodes. Of course, we appreciate you sharing this with your friends and subscribing to us on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you choose to listen. Until next time.